Blog Talk Radio. All right. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Omar Zachary, and we're here. Praise Tabernacle Church, our Tuesday night Bible study. We're so glad and honored for another opportunity to dive into the Word of God and to discuss uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're just thankful for this Tuesday night. We pray everyone had an awesome Labor Day, uh, a little break or what have you on yesterday. And we're we're here again, and we're just so thankful and grateful to God for his mercy, his grace, and his loving kindness shown toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, this is so such amazing, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. So we, we're just thankful for the cross, we're thankful for Calvary, and most of all we're thankful for Jesus shedding his life that we might live. So, man, he died for us. The least we can do is live for him. So we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to go into our uh, Tuesday night Bible study. Uh, tonight we'll be led by uh, Mr. Chaos himself, Elder uh, Derek Oliver. So we'll be led by him on tonight. And I know we do have a few of our panel uh, participants on, so I believe we're lock and loaded, and, and we're ready to, to go forth. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you on tonight, for it's in you that we live, move, and have our being, and we just thank you for this opportunity to have Bible study to discuss the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we enter into this Bible study, we pray for the that the message and the messenger, uh, that whatever needs to be said on tonight through the messenger and the panel, that it will be spoken with clarity. And we just appreciate you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you for those that are tuning in. Um, thank you for those that may be tuning in a little later. And we just thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. And all of our services into your hands. God bless. Hey, man. Thank you, Bishop. Um, <clears throat> giving honor to God, uh, head of my life. I'm just thankful to be in the land of the living and also be in my right frame of mind and uh, to have another opportunity to uh, share share words. Um, it's just a blessing. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to be long tonight. I, I like to dive in and and, and get in out the way and and then for the panel um i gave the scriptures uh, we're going to be coming out of luke fifth chapter uh verses one through eleven uh i'm not going to go through all eleven verses there's only a few verses i want to look at uh and and then we're going to go I, i'm excited about the word tonight based upon everything that's going on in my life i'm i'm excited uh uh, it wasn't like that yesterday, and, and I'm, I'm going to get into the message and why this particular verse is to to talk about tonight. Um, it's been on my it's been on my heart for for a minute, 
about a month ago, I think I talked to Minister Tobert a little bit about the scriptures I'm going over tonight, uh, and it's just been dwelling in me. And then tonight will be a perfect opportunity to to uh, bring it out, and, and especially what I'm going through. There are some things I just want to say. You know, um, I, I do have a new job. Uh, I started my own security company, which is a blessing. It didn't take hard. The Lord opened some doors really quick. And, and, you know, so he blessed me. Uh, the bad part about it, I can't be in church on Sundays. So I'm not there, but I'm there in spirit. I ain't left or anything crazy going on. I know how church folks like to say stuff. But I just let you know on tonight, uh, it's just because I'm working. If you want to come see me at Saxfield on Sunday, be more than happy to see you and see a smiling face and get a word of encouragement. But that's normally where I'd be. Uh, I'm saying all this because it's going to tie in with my message. And I'm, I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go old school tonight. Um, so hopefully you new school people can keep up with me and follow me. I'm going old school. Uh, this is an old school message. I've heard it preached several times, but I'm going to try to pull something from a couple of verses that's in here because it's kind of how I feel what I'm going through is right here in, this, in, in the few scriptures that we're going to be reading on tonight. So I'm going to start, again, Luke, the fifth chapter. Um, I'm going to actually start uh, at the last verse, and um, then I'm going to go in to what I got to say. And like I say, I don't really think I'm going to be long, but every time I say that, uh, I end up going a little bit over my time. But I'm going to really try to be done uh, early tonight. But Luke, the fifth chapter, and I'm going to start at the 11th verse, and I'm going to go backwards because this is where I get my title from, uh, Luke 5:11. So they pulled up their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. So they pulled up their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. If I was going to use a title for the lesson tonight, I would say that I've decided to follow Jesus. And and I get that from, it's an old school song. It's a song when I was growing up in my father's church, they used to sing um, during the benediction, when they have altar call, uh, they would say, I've decided to follow Jesus. And they would say that a couple of times. I'm not a singer. I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I decided to follow Jesus. The second course of that song is no one knows, no one joined me. I will still follow Jesus. No one joined me and I will still follow Jesus. With the world behind with the world behind me and the cross before me, I will still follow Jesus. And and as a little boy, way back in the day, in the early eighties, they used to sing that song during the benediction, during altar call. They would sing that song. I decided to follow Jesus. And a lot of times when we go through things, we kind of go back old school 
and think about the things that we grew up on because those are the things that's going to carry us to the next level or to the next chapter of our lives. We've got to go back to what we grew up on. And see, I have to go back. So I'm teaching to myself tonight, and hopefully y'all can just follow with me. Um, but I was talking uh, to the bishop yesterday, and I talked to a number of the people yesterday because I was going through some things mentally. And I was thinking to myself, and I was and I was praying, and uh, when I was praying, I, I came up with the with the conclusion that uh, it's crazy how the enemy knows where you're going and how much progress you're making before you do. I'm gonna say that again. It's crazy how the enemy knows where you're going and how much progress you're making before you do. And I was thinking about dogs and I should think I shared this with the past and a few other people, you know, dogs do not chase parked cars. They don't chase, but just think about it for a minute. You don't see a dog chasing a parked car. Um, you got to be going somewhere before a dog to chase you. You could pick up a ball and you can throw it. The dog will go fetch it. But if the ball is just laying there, the dog ain't going to pay it. No attention. And dogs only go after things that are moving. And I want you to think about that for a minute. And I'm going to get into the scriptures. I'm going to break it down for you because I'm not going to be long. When you're going somewhere, a dog will chase you or dogs will chase you. And and the reason we're, we're... we have issues and problems are because we're going somewhere. And every time we're going somewhere and a dog chase you, a dog chase a car, it's coming after you because you're moving and you're going to a different place. You're going somewhere. So a dog will always chase you. And you got to watch this because not only will dogs chase you, people, um, I said in my notes, I got, funky folks um, will pray for you and then they'll go from praying for you to praying on you because you're going somewhere. People will pray for you, but when you start going somewhere, they will pray on you. And and that is why I just want to get these notes out just so um, I can get started in the lesson because it's very important when you're going somewhere and you're moving and I'm going to show you in the word of God where this is going to be irrelevant. When you're moving, dogs, Satan, demons will try to attack you because you're going somewhere. If you're just standing still, you're no threat to the enemy. You're no threat to nobody because you're just standing still. You're not moving. You're not making no progress. And the secret of being a disciple is there is no secret. You just got to keep moving. Everyone want to give a shortcut of how you can do this and how you can do that. There is no secret. You just have to keep moving and moving and moving. No matter how hard it gets, you just have to get keep moving and moving. And, and we're going to start in Luke chapter 5. But before I get into chapter 5, I just want to go chapter 4 in Luke. When you go to chapter 4, uh I think it's the fourth chapter when Jesus was being tempted and Jesus went into the wilderness 
and he had fasted for 40 days, and he went into the wilderness. And when he was in the wilderness, moving in the wilderness, the devil came and attacked him and tried to use the word against him. And, and you got to realize, and you got to have the picture painted, Jesus was moving in the wilderness, and Jesus was hungry, and he was weak. But when Satan came after him because he was moving in the wilderness and, and tried to tell Jesus, uh, you can turn the rocks into bread and eat and do all these different things, Jesus replied, it is written. Jesus used the word against Satan, even though Satan was trying to use the word against him. Now, I said all of this to set up myself to get to where I'm going in the scripture. And I want you to remember Jesus moving in the wilderness. Just look it up. We ain't got to turn it when he was being tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And, and when he was being tempted, he spoke a word. And when he spoke a word is what he used to defeat the enemy, even though that he was tired and he was weary. So we get into Luke chapter 5. And you have the first disciple. And, and the first disciples uh, were fishermen. And not only were they fishermen, they were, uh, uh, they were skilled fishermen. This is what they did for a living. They fished for a living. They were fishermen. And, and, and not only were they fishermen by trade, this was their profession. This is what they did, fish. They went fishing at night. And on this morning, and if you have your Bibles, again, I'm going to go to Luke chapter 5, and I want to go to um, verse 4. is where I'm going to go. Luke 5, 4. And when we get there, I want you to see what it says. And, and this, this just speaks out at me. And it says in verse 4, and when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now, prior to them, prior to this fifth scripture, uh, verse 5, they had went out fishing all night. It wasn't a men's fellowship. It wasn't them getting together. They were going to work that night. And Jesus had just come on the beach. I know y'all had baptism on the beach last Sunday. And and probably be good to have a couple services on the beach, just putting that out there as a reminder. Um, this is where I kind of remember reminding me of this, because Jesus was preaching on the beach. And he met the fishermen on the beach early in the morning, and he asked Simon, can he borrow his boat so he could preach to the crowd that was there? Now, these men had been out fishing all night and didn't catch nothing. And they were cleaning their nets. And when they were cleaning their nets, that's a sign that they were finished. They were done. They, they was out working all night and didn't catch nothing. And Jesus was there on the beach preaching. And when Jesus gets done preaching, he tells the men, the disciples, to get back in the boat 
and go out deeper than you ever have and cast out your nets. And this is what I want to talk about. Because they were professional fishermen. So by trade, when you study this, uh, fishermen fished at night because the waters was calm. It was easy for them to catch fish. So when Jesus told them to go back out there, it was the wrong time to go. It was daytime. It was morning time. And not only was it morning time, the scripture tells us that they was out there all night. So you know that they were tired. And and not only were they tired, they was frustrated because they didn't catch no fish. And you got to understand that they didn't catch no fish. They're out there all night, uh, 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 and Jesus has the nerve to tell them to go back out there into the deep and cast your net. And this is where it hits me, because sometimes you could be doing something for so long, and what do you do when you don't get the results that you should get and you don't get them and you're tired? And not only is you're tired, but they were fishermen. So the fish represent their income. That was the way they, that was their money. So they worked all night and didn't get no money. They were broke, frustrated, tired cleaning their nets, and Jesus says, go back out there. And he tells them to go back out there even though it ain't the right time to go because they're fishermen by trade, and they fish at night. But Jesus is telling them to go out there in the day. Jesus is telling them to go out there and, 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 and cast your nets out on the water. And, and not only do you have to uh, uh, launch out into the deep um, and, and let your net down for a big catch, but it's the wrong time. My body is tired. Um, I'm frustrated because I don't have the finances. I'm frustrated because I'm worried about how I'm going to pay the bills. I'm just trying to set it up to see if anyone ever been there or have you ever worked all week and they messed your checkup. How holy are you then when they, you know you worked hard and your money is funny? You ain't going in there thinking kumbaya. you going in there wanting to know what's going on with your money, with your finances. This is the only thing that I can imagine when I'm reading this story, what these disciples was doing and what they were going through. Because, again, they were tired. The Bible said they were washing their nets when Jesus came. And, and, and when Jesus preached to the to the crowd on the beach, because you got to understand, they were on the beach, and he said, Simon, let me borrow your boat, and let's push it back so the crowd can gather around. They just got done from working. And now that you only got to stay for church, now you got to go back to work. And you ain't catching nothing. So sometimes when we as believers get to a point, and it's going to come, in your life where you're going to get tired, you're going to get frustrated, it's going to seem like nothing is working, and God gives you a word. Are you going to trust him 
when it don't look right, when it don't look good, are you going to go and go place that you've never been before? Because you got to understand, this is the daytime. They didn't fish during the daytime because of the way the waters was. They fished at night. So now we're in a situation where God is telling you to do something. Or I'm going to speak to myself that I'm going to preach to myself by telling me to do something that's not familiar with me. Go out into the deep and cast your net down. That is what he's telling us to do. I know it don't look right. I know it don't seem right. But if you're going to be a follower, I only got two points tonight. If you're going to be, uh, and my first point, if you're going to follow Jesus, you have to do it despite worsome situations, a worsome situation. These fishermen was in a worsome situation. First of all, it was daytime. Second, they were tired. Third, it was the wrong time to go out there. And fourth, they were just frustrated because they didn't catch nothing the night before. And I told you the night before, when they went fishing, they was out there all night. King James Version used in verse 4, they were toiling. That means they were working, working hard, and didn't catch nothing. I want to stop and just ask a question. Have you ever felt that way in ministry? Have you ever felt that way in life in general, where you're working hard and you don't get the results that you want? What do you do? And then God gives you a word to go back, and you're tired, you're frustrated, you're dirty, you don't feel clean, and he wants you to go back out there into the sea and cast your nets. I'm going to stop and see if anyone has any comments or questions so far. All right, I'm going to keep it moving then. Hey, man, can you, you hear me, Elder? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Uh, man, that, that's good. I've, I've preached this several times and never thought about from the viewpoint of their uh, income. Like you said, of course, they were fishermen, expert fishermen by trade. They knew uh, they knew when to fish. You know, they knew how to fish. They were, you know, at, at the top of the, the chain uh, as fishermen. Of course, as we hear Jesus telling them, you know, after they've pretty much, and it gets like that sometimes in life, and I agree with what you're saying, when you've done all you can, and it seemed like you're worse, <laughs> you're worse off than you were before you started. You know, you been doing what you feel is the right thing, uh, you know, even in church or spiritual life, sometimes it seems like you, you're doing, you know, all you can, and the more you do, the worse it gets. Uh, there is a scripture that tells us to be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. And even though we can know those scriptures and quote them, because we don't understand or we can't see when our reaping or when it's going to change, when it's going to turn around, then it makes it harder. It makes it more difficult for us to um, really trust the word. Not that we don't know it, but sometimes, as one other scripture say, help thou my unbelief, 
You know, sometimes we, because we're in our flesh, it's always, it's a constant struggle. So as you're painting this picture of these men, you know, expert fishermen, fished all night tall, all night now, uh, they're ready to pack it up. They're ready to throw in the towel, you know, that it's done. Probably going to go home and rest up, take a shower, whatever. And then they run into this man that tells them to lunch out and go back and do it all over again. So, you know, sometimes we, and I said this on Sunday, I was preaching from the subject destructive faith, um, which basically saying getting out of tradition, not doing the common thing. What would you do? What walls are you willing to tear down? In order to reach Jesus Are you willing to Obey him Even when it don't seem Like the right thing to do Because our flesh Always wants to be Satisfied Gratified Our flesh always wants to be pacified So gratified Satisfied and pacified That's what our flesh always wants Flesh don't want to Don't want to do don't want to go out of the norm. It doesn't want to go against what we, what it's custom to doing. That's when destructive faith has to kick in to say, well, you ain't seen it on this wise, but if you can trust God, if you can kick down these walls, if you can tap this roof, whatever this roof or whatever this wall is in your life, then you can see the manifestation of the power of God. So I appreciate what you um what you're teaching on tonight because now this is giving me a total when you've done all you can. You know, we know the scripture says stand, but when you've done all you can, have you or, or some of us we haven't got desperate enough. Some of us we haven't got to that point where we are empty, where we don't have nothing, where where everything we've tried has failed, where the things that we traditionally know how to do, being children of God, when those things don't seem to work anymore, then what do we do? What do we do next? So that's all for right now, Ed Oliver. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Anyone else? All right. All right. We'll keep it moving. First five um, is is what I like. And I keep losing my scripture. Verse five, and um, when we get there, we 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 find out, and and this is easier for us to to uh, shout about this than it is for us to live this. It's easy to shout about it, but when we got to live it, it's, it's a totally different thing, totally different thing. And in Luke, the fifth uh, fifth verse. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse me just a second. When when Jesus what, Luke, tells them in Luke chapter Luke 5 verse 5 verse 5. Um okay. That's where I'm going. And when we get there, this, this is the part that makes me, um, I want to just shout sometime because uh, 
is is very th- this is a lot right here and um when i say a lot it's a lot uh in verse 5 because in verse 5 there's a rhema word and and i'm going to tell you what a rhema word is if you don't already know what a rhema word is um i'm going to tell you and in verse 5 it says that uh Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the net. Verse 4, when, verse four and then I'm going to go to 5. When he had finished speaking and said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down the net for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything but because you say so I will let down thy net and there's a reason I'm pausing because I want y'all to really get what this is this is a tailor-made word for us when he finished speaking he said Simon put out into the deep water and let down your net for a catch Jesus gave them a word and, 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 and my second point that I wanted to make uh, uh, tonight is my second point is depending depending on the word of the Savior, because the word still works. He told Peter to go back out there, and Peter said, we tired, but if you say so, I will do it. And when you get so tired, and everything don't look right for you, God is going to give you a tailor-made word just for you. I can't think about the word bishop gives me or the elders or the deacons or anyone else gives me. A rhema word is a tailor-made word that God speaks directly to you. That's a rhema word. And the rhema word he told them is go back out into the water, into the deep, put your net out there for a bit, for a catch, a big catch. That means you're going to get something that's going to blow your mind, something that can't nobody else understand. When God gives you that rhema word, when God gives you that word, it may not, you may not see it coming. You may not understand it when it comes. The situation may not be right. You may be tired. You may be frustrated. But when you hear God tell you to do something, you cannot be like some of these commercial Christians where it ain't the right time because they're experts. And see, I've been in church my whole life, and I used to think I was an expert at being in church. I know all the tricks to the game, this, that, and the other, and you, you get so caught up in that. But when God is trying to tell you to do something, sometimes you got to do something that you ain't never done. And it's not popular to do. It wasn't popular for them to go out there in the daytime, but God said do it. And see, sometimes God is telling you and myself to do something, and it ain't the right time according to people. It don't look right according to people. It don't feel right according to people. But you know, with everything in the instant of your body is telling you, God is telling me to do this. You got to listen to what God is telling you to do because a rhema word is a tailor-made word just for you. He gave them a rhema word, even though everything didn't look right, it didn't seem right. And then once he gave them the rhema word, you will see what happened because they began to get fish in their net. They got so much fish that the fish, the nets begin to break. 
And not only did it begin to break, that's why, and I'm going to say this too, be careful who you put your mouth on. Be very careful. There's another point in here. Be careful. I ain't got time tonight. I said I wanted to be done by 730, but that's not going to happen. But be careful who you put your mouth on because as Jesus told them to go out there, and, and, and for a big catch at the wrong time, and they're tired and all this stuff, and it don't look right, look what happened. They got so much fish, they had to call other boats and people to come help them get the fish. I want to be so blessed that everyone around me can get some of the overflow because of my obedience to what God is telling me to do, not just people. About, I want everyone to be able to be blessed because I want to be obedient to the word of God. The reason we are, some of us are blessed but can't bless other people, trying to keep it to ourselves, because we're not listening to God. God is telling you to go out into the deep, and he's going to bless you, even though it don't look right, even though it don't seem right. He's telling you to do something and to be uncomfortable and to make people around you uncomfortable. I told you barking dogs only come after cars that's going somewhere. You got to look. They had to go somewhere in order to get what they had to get. In spite of how they felt, in spite of what was going on in their mental, they had to do what they had to do, and they had to listen to what God's word told them to do. God told them to go. And Peter said, we're tired. But if you say so, I'm going to go. Have you ever been so tired and you looked at a situation and you tried to compromise with God? Well, not right now, God, not this week. Let me get this much money in the bank and I can start doing this. See, I know I'm preaching now. I know, I know. I, I guess I'm the only one tonight that's been in that situation where I tried to negotiate when God told me to do something and I didn't feel like it was the right time or it just didn't look right, or it didn't feel right. But you know God is touching you. Go out there. Go out there. Go out there. I'm challenging everyone to praise tabernacle. He's touching you to do something that's not popular with everybody else, to do something. Go in places that you haven't went. Do some things that you haven't done. He's pushing you to do it. But we want to give excuses. Well, I got to do this. This ain't right. That ain't right. My home life ain't right. My finances ain't right. And then we settle and get comfortable. And then we wonder why God ain't blessing us the way he's supposed to be blessing us. And I said I'm from the old school. See, I'm used to seeing people be blessed that's crazy blessing, that don't even make sense. You really don't see that in the church no more because everybody's comfortable. Ain't nobody moving. And all the dogs are silent. But when you start moving and you start doing for God, the dogs is going to come after you. And, 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 it, and God is going to see how faithful you're going to be because now it's unpopular. Now is not the right time to be preaching, Elder Oliver. It's not, you need to calm down. You need to work on your health. You need to work on this. You need, it ain't the right time to be preaching. And I'm sitting to myself and I'm thinking, these dogs want me just standing here so they can leave me alone. But if I keep moving, they're going to keep barking and barking. And they may even kind of come after me. But the good thing about when they come after me, they can't bite me, they can't touch me. All they can do is bark, but there's no bite. All they can do is try to distract me 
And all what was going on with these disciples was they was out there. They was tired. They was frustrated. But Jesus said, go back out there. And when you go back out there and and you cast your nets out and we get all these fish and the nets begin to break, and now you got to call on your friends to come help you and get some of this fish, then they put the net in the boat and the boat starts to sink. And when the boat starts, they, 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 you, you're so full of God and his blessings. You can't do nothing but look up and say, thank you, Lord. You can't do nothing but say, I want to praise him for where he's brought you from. Just a few hours ago, you didn't have nothing. Now you got so much, you're passing it out. And we ought to be a type of people and a type of disciples that we want to bless everybody, whether they're talking about you, whether they're your enemies. But he said that uh, uh, he'll put a table before your enemies so they can eat right there with you. That's the type of blessings I want to have on people is that when I go out there, it don't look right. It don't feel right. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm frustrated. But if God said do it, I'm going to trust him at his word because I want a big blessing. I want my nets to be overflowing that everyone around me can eat. Everyone around me can feel my blessings. And when you do that, I love what it said at the very end in verse 11, that the disciples dropped everything. All that fish they caught, they just dropped it and followed Jesus. I want to be that type of person that I can bless everybody and leave their presence and still walk with Jesus. I don't want to be the person that can bless everyone and sit there and get a pat on my back and act like I'm all that, act like I'm super spiritual. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I want to be the type of person that when I get blessed, and bless everybody else around me. I can just leave everything there and don't take nothing with me and still follow Jesus. Bishop, you got anything? Anyone got anything they want to say before I close out? Um, I got a comment, Elder. Um, it's like to say definitely um, great lesson so far. Um, and I would like to say that really encouraging and one of the things that stick out uh, to me about this scenario is just understanding that regardless of, you know, your profession, regardless of how much you may know, you know, God knows more. And what I mean by that is you see how the disciples, you know, they, they knew that, you know, they were fishermen. And they were in their profession. They were doing what they were supposed to be doing, what they know to do, you know, to the uh, – to the highest degree, you know, but at the end of the day, regardless of what we know, God knows more because, see, God operates outside of what we may think and know and believe. So that's where God comes in where we think, you know, of course, we've done all we can. We're going to have those type of situations where we did everything we know to do, everything we could do, but sometimes you get in those situations where you really just, you know, need the Lord, and these are those times. So it's definitely motivating because we all get to those situations. If someone's listening on today and you may not be in that situation today, you know, just keep on living and then you'll be in one of those situations and then you can think back on this word and think back on how, you know, 
God, you know, blessed the disciples, how Jesus came to him and blessed them at that point, and not only just them, you know, he blessed those around. So that's motivation for others as well. Make sure you, you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, and also, people around you can be blessed. You know, you never want to just hold all the blessings to yourself anyway. So it's great to be able to be so blessed that you can bless people around you. And also, it's just more about just staying focused regardless of however it feels, regardless of however, you know, anybody may look at you or, or think about it. You know, you just want to stay focused and continue to stay connected with the Lord, and, and he'll, he'll bring you out. He'll, he'll bless you. So, again, definitely um, good word, and definitely this one was for me. Um, when you're in the middle of, of the ocean, that could be, you know, your your, your own situation, your own storm, um, or whatever that it is, and God will provide. So just more evidence that he's a provider. Thank you. Hey, uh, thank, thanks, Minister Tobit. I appreciate that. Anyone else have any comments? If not, I'm gonna go ahead and close this thing out. Um, verse six: When he had done so, they've caught such a large number of fish, their nets began to break. So they sealed their partners in order. They sealed the partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats full, and they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his compassions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James, John, and the sons of Zebed and Simon's parents. Jesus said unto Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up ashore, left everything, and followed him. See, you can't, when God tells you to do something, you can't be looking at your situation thinking that you not qualified or you need to cut this out, you need to cut that out. When God tells you to go, you go. And when he blesses you, he'll bless you. The object and what I'm trying to say is tonight to sum it all up is Sometimes you got to do something that's not popular. And at the end of the day, you still have to follow Jesus. After you get your blessings, after you, you, you help other people, you still have to follow Jesus. You still have to follow after him, walk after him, talk after him. And, and you have to understand that he said you're going to be fishermen of people. And we have to take that same concept as disciples that we're fishermen of people. In spite of what you're going through, in spite of your situations, we're fishermen of people. And sometimes situations may not be right at home, but you may be fishermen of people on your job. Your things may not be going right on your job. Maybe you're fishermen people at your home. However you want to work it, however you want to figure out whatever your situation is, we ought to be fishermen for souls for Jesus Christ in spite of what we got going on in our own life. If anything is stopping you from doing what God wants you to do, you need to look at that and see, is a dog chasing you or ain't no dog chasing you? And I don't think anyone want to be chased by a dog. 
so it's more comfortable for us to stay in the safe part of our home. There's certain parks I won't go to because I'm scared of dogs. I don't want no dogs coming up to me. I don't want them sniffing. I don't want no parts of no dog. So I stay and I walk around the path where I know there ain't no dogs allowed. But see, I'm in my comfort. Sometimes God wants me to go in the woods or on the dog trail where their dogs are running around because there's some souls over there that needs to be saved. And if I'm moving over there, I know they're going to come after me because that's what dogs are designed to do, go places or go attack people who are moving. Satan's job is to come and steal, kill, and destroy only if you're moving. If you ain't moving, he ain't got no need to come after you. And if he ain't got no need to come after you, you must be content where you're at. And if you're content where you're at, that's between you and the Lord. But God wants us moving all the time. I said in the very beginning, Jesus went into the wilderness, and he was fasting, and he was hungry, and he was tired. But he used the word to defeat the devil. And what I'm saying is these men was tired. They didn't want to go back out there, I don't believe. But Peter said, we worked hard all night. But if you say so, I'm going to go. And I'm telling you tonight, everyone to praise Tabernacle. I know the season may not be right for you, but God is pushing you to go out there. Go out there and cast your nets and see what happens. Because everyone around you, will be blessed. That's all I got. I'm going to turn it over to the bishop. All right. All right. God bless you, Elder Oliver. Great word, you. <laughs> I'm sitting here laughing. You was talking about uh, walking and walking on the path without the dogs. And while you were saying it, I walked past a, a rock, a big rock wilder. And then a few steps later, I walked past a, a Doberman pincher. So uh, and that was a nice size, too. So I was like, well, he's preaching. He's teaching about these dogs, so I better keep on moving. Uh, they, I know not to pet them. That's what gets a lot of us in trouble. We want to pet the dogs and, instead of keep moving. <laughs> but I like what you said at the end. Jesus told them, uh, drop your net, you know, go out, do what you do. And he tells Peter and the rest of them, henceforth, I'm going to make you a fisherman of men. So you're not going to stop fishing. You're not going to stop fishing, but I'm just going to change it. I'm going to rearrange it a little bit. And from that, I can only think of often we, we think we're here just to make money. We're here just to work. And we don't, most cases, we forget what the Lord has called us to do. We forget the ministry and the calling on our life. We can get so wrapped up in our career that we neglect our calling. Uh-oh, that's free. That's free. And a lot of us are more concerned about our career, Lord help me tonight, than we are our calling. We are study. Our career, we'll 
make sure we want to be an expert in our career. We want to abide by the laws generated by our career because with every career, there, there are laws. There are things that you are bound to based on your career. There are certain uh, methods that, that you must be upheld to. You know, if you're a police officer, there are certain things, there are certain rules and regulations you are bound to. I'm a bus driver. Uh, you know, so there are certain things, even as a bus driver, that I'm bound to that I can't just do in and everything because of my career. But what about our calling? What about our calling? You know, we <laughs> career, we can tell folks what we do. We can tell them down to the T, tell them how we got to it, tell them why we do it. But then when it comes to the calling, we won't tell nobody about Jesus. We won't tell, you know, our neighbor, won't tell our friends, won't tell our coworkers, won't tell family. You know, some folks don't even know that that you know Jesus. But we when it comes to our career, oh man, we we are excited about it. We wake up early. A lot of us wake up early to get there. But when it comes to the calling, <laughs> we we wake up late to get there and then want to leave early. So we, we we make more excuses, and I know this is a ruffle feather, but y'all know I ain't scared. We, we'll make excuses when it comes to our calling, but we won't make those same excuses when it comes to our career because we're looking at the money side. Well, we just saw in the scripture, if you obey God, even in your calling, he will bless your career. You won't go lacking, okay? But a lot of us, our career is what stands head and shoulders. It's our career that we, you know, we're we're more proud of our career than we are our calling. You got you got a lot of preachers that have turned in the preaching cards, if you will. You got a lot of evangelists that have turned in their evangelist cards, deacons that have turned in their servant cards or what have you, but we're not going to do that when it comes to our career because we got more faith. We got more faith and trust and hope in our careers than we do our calling. So great job, man. Great teaching on tonight. I knew I know there were some others on the panel, uh, Mr. Tobin. I heard him uh, throughout the study. Anyone else on the panel? Before we do the offering tonight, anyone else on the panel has anything, any comments? Uh, yes, can you guys hear me? Yeah, Brother Bugs, I hear you. Uh, Elder Oliver, this is a <laughs> this is a great word tonight. Uh, this is one that, you know, definitely you know, gets you to look in the mirror um, to, you know, just see, like, what what are you willing to give up? And what are you willing to... Are you willing to go the extra mile to do what God's called you to do, do what Jesus has called you to do and everything? Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to obey? Uh, it's just it's just one of those that makes you look in the mirror and truly see if you can check off those boxes. Um, and if you can't check off those boxes, it's, it's, it's okay, but this is a, we're here for an opportunity to get it right. Um, and I, I, I just appreciate this word tonight. Um, 
And like Pastor said, uh, a lot of it's like we truly, you know, are, you know, showing off on, not showing off, but, you know, just willingly saying what we do career-wise and whatnot and and just, just kind of, you know, being op- more open about that than open about our faith and whatnot. And and it's, it's just everything comes at a cost, you know, whether you, you go after that job you've always wanted, you know, you're losing something uh, on one end and, and you gain something on the other. But I, I'd say it's just like, you know, following Christ, you know. You're gaining eternal life, but you're losing things that were earthly important to you. Yes. And, yes. And it's 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 just one of those things where it's like you know we every day us being here on earth we have to make those choices and we have to try to follow Christ every single day and we have to truly truly want to live intentionally to do so. Sorry, Emerson. <laughs> uh, but we truly have to want to do so um, each every single day and and it's this is one of those words that. You know, it really makes you think, and it makes you, you know, like I said, want to check off those boxes and, and make sure that you are so that way you're living the right way. Great. Great, Brother Bugs. That was awesome. That was awesome. All right. Anyone else on the panel? All right. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you, uh, Elder Oliver, Elder Oliver, for that word on tonight. I'm decided. I decided. I'm following Jesus, no matter what, no matter who comes, who goes, no matter what's done, no matter what's said. I've decided, and that's the challenge on tonight to all of you that are listening. Have you made? Uh, uh, Bishop Earl Carter would say, "Keep your decision decided." <laughs> Keep your decision decided, okay? They dropped everything, followed the Lord. And the scripture comes to mind, what does it profit a man if he or she should gain the whole world and lose his soul? God knows we have to work. He knows that. But in the midst of you working, in the midst of your career, don't forget your calling. Because the day is going to come where we all are going to stand before a holy God and we're going to have to give an account. And we're going to have to give an account for the deeds done, the things said, that opportunity that you know the Holy Ghost impressed in your heart to witness. You know the Spirit of God and impricked on your heart to say something, to Encourage this person to share your testimony, to share the gospel, and you neglected to do it, you know. So I think Ella Oliver was saying in the beginning, sometimes we try to negotiate, and that's that's what we, you know, well, Lord, if this is really what you want, then show me this or do this, do that, and do the other, okay. And that's all of us. I'm, I'm guilty of, I'm guilty of that. So thank you all so much. Let's give let's give the uh, offering to tonight offering information uh, for anyone that would like to give on tonight. Uh, our extended arms 
which is our our basic outreach ministry. You can give tonight at dollar sign E A Ministry. Once again, that's to the extended arms. It's dollar sign E A Ministry. Or you can give tonight to our local church, Praise Tabernacle Church Incorporated at dollar sign PTC eight seven seven. Once again, dollar sign PTC eight seven seven. And may the Lord bless you real good. All right, all right. As Elder Oliver said earlier, we thank God for the baptism ceremony we had on last Sunday. I think we baptized close to 10 um, members, and we still have a few that once that wasn't able to attend that one, and we're going to work something out where we can still baptize them within the next few weeks or so. So we just thank God. We also thank God for seven new members of our church. We had seven uh, new members join on Sunday. We had some families, uh, some children and, uh, to join on Sunday, and we are, just, we are just so grateful to God. I think it was a total of seven that joined on Sunday. And thank God we had some visitors. And, uh, really, the last, probably about the last month, month and a half, every Sunday seemingly we've had uh, some visitors, even if it was just one or two. So we just we grateful for that, because we're fishermen and men. We know we don't. You never catch everything. You never catch everybody. But to whom is this meant to be a part of our fellowship? And the Lord is gonna gonna bless us with those. And we we just thankful. If it's twenty, then it's twenty. If it's ten, it's ten. If it's a hundred, so be it. However, the Lord wants to bless us. The old folks say, any way you bless bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. All right, you have a great week. Meet us back Sunday morning. Lord's willing, we are we're uh, planning to do communion. We haven't did communion in a while. We're planning to do communion this Sunday. Uh, meet us back at 9 o'clock, the 9 o'clock hour at 199 East Krogan Street. We have a few more services there, and then we'll be moving on to our next destination. We thank God that God will be with us wherever he leads us. That's where we'll follow. Y'all have a great night. Thank you so much. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 tells us, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Guys, have a good night and a great week. God bless.